What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to recap the Monday night games from week 14 and also talk about the week 15 Thursday night football game. As always, before we break all that down, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment what y'all thought of the the Dolphins collapse against the Titans or the Giants. Like both big dogs won on Monday night. And then let us hear your picks for the week, uh, the Chargers Raiders game. Now that Justin Herbert's out for the season. I'm Paul, pick on William Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. This is your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy, and I'm over here with the beautiful Miss Mia Bella. Paul, man. We had two games on Monday. Both bangers on the low, and they didn't set up like that. When you looked on paper, you wasn't expecting two fucking heaters down to the wire. Get last last second game winning, game winning drive type game. But that's what we fucking got at the same time. And I was like, what made me mad about it was that Red Zone spoiled me so much that, like, I was like, yo, there are two games playing right now. Why can't I just watch both of them on the same channel? Like, this is this is weird. Like, I'm so spoiled by Red Zone. I was literally looking at Boston Monday like, this is some bullshit. Why the fuck do I got to watch two games on two different devices? <laughs> Owned by the same parent company. Yeah, they saw any time the other team would score, they would – they would go to like a secondary screen to show it. Like you would never see that on one o'clock. They they kept the team score in the top left the entire time. I was like, that's how you know. That was some business shit right there. Like it's March Madness. Nah, literally. But it was fucking phenomenal. I'm over here expecting a boring day of football. What game would you like to start with first? I just want to get this out of the way. I'm already not thinking about it, but I guess I got to bring it up. The, The letdown which happened in South Beach. Miami's first loss at home on the season was to the Tennessee Titans, the biggest dog of the year. 13 and a half points, biggest dog of the year now that uh, won a game. And, I mean, it was in our hands. Like, we look good early. Tyree gets hurt. Offense looks fucking abysmal. But we could run the ball. But for some boneheaded reason, we they were trying to prove that they we could throw the ball without Tyreek in the game, and we kept getting some three and outs, some ugly possessions, and let the Titans come back into the game, and then Tyreek comes back in the game after halftime. We kind of get down the field, we're cooking. Um, fourth quarter, we go. What did we score? Yeah, we scored fucking seventeen points unanswered in the fourth quarter. I thought we were great. Twenty-seven, thirteen, four and a half minutes left. Thought we was fucking gravy. And then our defense just completely lets them do whatever they want. They started playing prevent defense in the what, four minutes left in the fourth quarter and just let Will Levis walk the ball down. They didn't need to use a timeout either. Just walk the ball down. Everyone get out of bounds. And then everything else is history. The D-hop touchdown, the Derrick Henry touchdown, Nick Folk extra point wins the game. And Miami's looking here like a fucking – we're looking like frauds. That's the only word I can describe it right now, where we're looking like frauds, especially when Ty- – what made it worse was the fact Tyreek got hurt and our offenses fell apart. So all the – all us Tua fans, everyone screaming, like, it isn't just Tyreek Hill, da-da-da-da. Uh, we kind of look foolish right now. Tragic. I mean, just a little bit. But it happens. This was just, just a, this was just a crazy week. This was no no – if you look back at this week, there's no way you could have guessed a lot of the stuff that went down this week. But when I look at you guys' this game, I think everything changes 
in the second quarter with eight minutes and 38 seconds left. At this point, it's 7-0, and the touchdown that you guys scored was a pick six through an athletic guy's interception by, I want to say, Wilkins. Oh, yeah. Jit is a fucking – Jit is a Right-hand man. He's the right-hand man to Wilkins. Yeah, he's a truck. I fuck with Brody right there. That was an athletic guy's play. But it all changed when Will Levis – it's third down, and Will Levis – I want to say it's third down and eight, maybe third down and ten. Will Levis – Will Levis – is trying to throw the ball, has no opening. So then he kind of shows his nuts. He um he gets he um shakes off a sack from Chubb. He goes down, he goes head up with Jalen Ramsey, and then he gets stopped. And he's now I watched that and I was like, yo, I didn't know he had dog in him like that. Too it's a great thing that this drive is over. This is gonna be a field goal. Cause if he kept it up, if he if this drive kept going, they definitely would have scored some momentum. And guess what happened? Chubb takes his helmet off. I don't know for what reason. Stupid, yeah. Yeah, for what reason the frustration level was. And he takes his helmet off. Now, penalty. They get a new set of downs. With that down, they score. With that new with that new set of downs, they score. And that's when I realized I was like, oh, this game is going to be close. This For some reason, this game is going to be close because that should have never fucking happened. And after that, it was just an up and down collapse game. I don't understand though. What the fuck happened in that last four minutes? Besides, for this man, like, what made Big Fangio think prevent defense is the way to go? No, Big Fangio <laughs> was pissed. Apparently, he I don't know if what was going on, but apparently he was pissed at his defense for like what was going on. I don't know if the players took the gases off the pedal or if Big Fangio was. Uh, Calling shit soft, but he he was pissed on over there with the results that was happening on the field, and said shit. So was I. Then like we get the ball, we're supposed to get we get a first down. We we get a couple first downs. Game's over. No Tyree Kill. We're looking for it was three it was three plays in a row where nothing, and then the Tua gets sacked. I basically iced it there. We have to punt the ball back to him, and this. The defense, it was a total team collapse on both sides of the ball in that last in that last like, four minutes. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy AF. But now it makes you ask the questions. What does this mean now? Like, is this um, is this something that speaks on the Dolphins on um how they're going to continue? Because remember last year that was the big criticism. That might be Daniel's team. It's showing to me that it's either if Tyreek Hill isn't in the game, good luck in that first round of playoffs. Oh wow, that's what that, that's what this showed me. Like, because without Tyreek Hill, like our offense, we couldn't get a first down no more. It was like multiple plays and that's multiple drives in that second half that I just didn't even get past the fifty. I know the offensive line still banged up. I know we'll be healthier there. So, but like there was multiple, and the commentators were saying it like Tua, when the quick throws weren't there because Tyreek wasn't on the field anymore, he wasn't getting open in the first two seconds. Tua had time. He was in the pocket. He would get out of the pocket, roll out. Like he had time, and is there? There's never could get the ball down the field. So it was like that quick throw to Tyreek's not there, and, all, and then after that. To it, we could we didn't know what to do on offense. Yeah, and yeah, it was a good game. Like I'm looking at the highlights right now. I forgot about it in the third down in the third quarter with ten seconds left. 
I mean, they reversed the touchdowns for the Titans, and the Titans had to settle for a field goal. Like, I really thought that was the best that they had. I thought the game was in you guys' grasp, grasp after that, especially with Tyreek back, but shit went down. We got the fumble recovery on the muff punt in the fourth quarter to set up the second touchdown for us to go on the big lead. And I was saying they're so happy because in fantasy, I was down by like 40 points, and I had uh, – I don't down by like 50 points, and I had Shaquan, who had 20, uh, Waddle, who ended up with like 15 – that had the Dolphins defense. And the Dolphins defense at that point, after that fumble recovery, was at like 18 points. And I had just took the lead by like two. And I was like, oh, I just fucking won. I got super lit. Because of the fourth quarter collapse, they ended up scoring only like eight points. And I lose the game by like uh, three total points. Crazy. And Shaquan still went on to catch, like still put up like another two points. Waddle got an extra point or two. And like, but just because the collapse, the defenses went from 18 to like seven in a matter of four minutes. Wow. Yeah, you're going through it, man. But we go, we go, we go, we gonna pray for the Dolphins. But we got to get to the next one. This is, I think, my favorite dog of the week right here. I mean, the story keeps going. The, Cinder- the Cinderella story keeps growing. We got Tommy DeVito leading the New York Giants to a third win over the Green Bay Packers 24-22. to I, I did say on the recap of the um, Sunday slate, this would be like the most Packers shit ever if they beat all the – uh, really good teams, and then they end up losing to the Giants on prime time ball. I didn't change my pick because those, those were your exact words. And DeVito, not only did they win the game, but the 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 clutchness. Tommy DeVito, last minute drive to get them like throwing at me. Like he wasn't just throwing little dinks and dunks. That was my whole thing against him was over. He just he's not allowed to throw the ball further than five yards. Right, he was slinging that motherfucker, especially late game. Oh man, you guys did play some soft defense. I'm looking at the um, highlights right now. I apologize, but Tommy D is an interesting story right now. It just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting. Remember, I remember our first season, and I just kept saying the Giants is a gift that keeps on giving. I think they're the gift that keeps on giving, but now they're finally giving back to their community, like their fans, because they deserve. They've been they've been down bad for a while, but Tommy D's getting wins now. Ever since they started letting them loose, unleashing what he could do, he's showing that like, yo, this is a he can make this team better. And like Saquon Barkley is looking good these games because of how um, the offense is rolling and cooking. Tommy D is dangerous, and I respect the fact that they great. They got the game winning drive to um get the field goal because this was right after the Packers had just drove it down on their ass. Yeah, and like left no, it left like enough time where you're worried if it's a premier quarterback on the other side. Mm-hmm. But not the Giants squad, even though they've been winning. You're sitting there like, damn, it was a good story. Like, of course, the Packers come down and score with like a minute left, game over. Back. I'm thinking this Packers defense is going to end this game like they're supposed to. Nope. He threw like a 41-yarder to like Wondell Robinson. He said, fuck it, I'll get all the yards in one play right here. And then at that point, they were just running the ball out, running the clock out. Uh, What else, though, in this game I was going to say? 
Jaquan had two touchdowns. There. Oh, this was the fun fact. It was a believe it or not, the Giants are one game away from playoffs, out of the playoffs. That's crazy. One game anyway. the wild card. If they win and whoever's sitting in those spots ahead of them lose, they're in the bitch at five and eight. And remember who that's who's the fucking top two in their division right now. So like they're really the wild card. Oh, see that, that that's where the story probably comes to an end is they have they still have to play the Eagles twice in the next four weeks. Oh yeah, oh that's that. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see because hey man, anything can happen. This is one of those leagues. But Paul, this is another example of the fact that I don't get kicks. I keep trying to tell people this, and they be thinking I'm bullshit. Kicks do not go my way when it comes down to a kick. I am not. I am the most nervous motherfucker alive. And it's crazy because you got Young Hoku. Like at least in the last five years, you had someone who's automatic. Yeah, but when he's no, I'm talking about in general when when he's picks. Oh, just watching it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and look, don't get me wrong. And Young Hoku missed two kicks to this week after being named the greatest. Um, the greatest having the greatest um field goal percentage in NFL history by point five. That's dead. So like. A lot of times, especially primetime games, when I see missed kicks, I'd be like, it's like a circle. Like, I'm just circling that. Like, somewhere along the line, that three points is going to affect something. Either y'all lost the game by, like, three or two, or y'all having to go for something on a fourth down because of the present, or even the spread you, the spread bet. Like, if you, if you would have made this, y'all would have covered the spread. Not, like, type shit. Type shit. Like, it's crazy, but – Kicks did not go my way this season. But this this week, there was a lot of missed kicks. Even blocked and muffed punts. Like, there was just a lot of really weird plays this week. Yeah, the Panthers kicker got damn near murdered on his block punt. Uh, Dolphins, on Monday primetime, the block kick. Or Jason Saunders gets his shit blocked. And it was from the front. Most of the time, you've seen someone run off the edge and do it. But that was like a straight up someone just reaching up high and jumping and blocking it. Bro, they're practicing these special teams and they're going crazy with it. But yeah, man, there was week fourteen was a great fucking week. I'm not gonna lie to you. Definitely stay tuned for the Totally Blitz highlight reel at, at Totally underscore Blitz on Twitter because that shit's about to be nice. And then the segue into the week fifteen, the nice little Thursday bridge game to get you ready for the Sunday games. And we actually got Saturday games this weekend as well, Kev. We ha- did you want to knock out the Saturday games today? Now I'm thinking about it. That's for the way we recorded. So fuck it. Start off Thursday night. Raiders three point favorite over the Chargers. Who Justin Herbert's out for the season, and uh, be Justin Eastick is the starter. Easton, I don't know how to say his name, uh, but he'll be the whoever started when he went out is now starting for the rest of the season. Raiders three point favorite at home, Kev. This is coming off the week where they scored zero points. Yeah, three-point favorite is crazy. I mean, maybe Vegas knows something. It is the Las Vegas Raiders. How do you feel about this one? Bro, we've seen so many backup quarterbacks come in and play well. We just saw Joe Flacco have 300 points, 300 yards last week. We saw Will Levis. Besides for Browning. Yeah, like we're seeing – we're seeing backup quarterbacks play really well out of nowhere type shit. Like, the Falcons lost to, what, two backup quarterbacks in a row because Josh Dobbs and then Kyler Murray fresh off injury. Like, we, there's a lot of quarterback, random quarterback play right now. 
So you can't really just make call call immediately just call the charges out with him just because Justin Herbert's is done. And Raiders, I mean Aiden O'Connell, he wasn't the starter. It was Jimmy G when it. <laughs> I forgot about Aiden O'Connell. It's about to be the battle of backups. Yeah, and like I will, I would agree with you on most of that, but I will point out is it's not like the Chargers are winning shit with Justin Herbert. We gotta keep that in mind. It's not like th- this was a, a Chargers team that was dominating teams and they just like they were still losing with Herbert, and now they just got a backup coming in. It's not like the Bengals who are getting they shit together with Burrow, and then Browning comes in and keeps the shit shit uh, ship together, and like Dobbs does with the Vikings. This was a, a Chargers team that. Just think about the locker room. It was already probably at, at a low point. They're probably like, bro, why the fuck is Staley still here? Like, where the fuck? Literally. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, your your guy, your your franchise guy is out for the season. You, but it might be kind of hard to wake up for that early practice the next day. Yeah, no, that should be sick. Cause you over here thinking in the film room, like, bro, what the fuck? We were supposed to go to the playoffs. Yeah, man. I signed how long of a contract again? Four years? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny as fuck. But no, I just feel like, because I was also going to say, just because you can't just automatically count the charges out for playing without Justin Herbert, doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> doesn't mean you shouldn't. Like, uh, you know, because of the fact that, like, this Chargers defense hasn't looked great, like, they, they lost a names. lot of those games. They got who? They got names. And Khalil Mack is having, I think he's like either second or third for sacks. No, nah, you respect, yeah, they got Joey Bosa and stuff, but they don't get wins. And then there's no running game that can help this backup quarterback. So he's going to have to probably come in here and throw 40 passes, knowing Brandon Staley has. We got, I mean, on paper, this, I mean, outside of the quarterback situation, but you're just looking at skill position, you got. Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. It, like, on paper, just with those two skill positions, you would think this is going to be a fun game. But, like, this is another game. You just don't know what the fuck you're going to see. It, it could it could be the Jake Browning experience where this um, – the backup comes in for the – and Aiden O'Connell somehow has an amazing day because the Chargers defense is one of the worst against the pass, and it's a shootout between the backups. Or we could see the same thing we saw between the Vikings and Raiders last week. A 3-0 game. They came down to like a fourth quarter kick. We'll see. It'll be about, but we'll see, man. Who Are you? Uh, I'm probably going to. See, this game is so hard for me because like I want to take the Raiders just because the whole, like I think the Chargers is dead in the locker room right now. Like they just lost their guy. But off principle, I don't think you can pick a team that put up zero points in four quarters, like a whole sixty-minute ball game. I'm gonna take disgustingly. I'm gonna take the Chargers, and it's just because they're on the road. They do play well on the road, but I think I'm gonna take the Raiders. I think um, I'm hoping this Raiders team can just look good for one week because I feel like. Sometimes they just do, like they because they have they've had weeks where they made Devontae Adams look like that um Ferrari that's sitting in them that's sitting in the garage. Like we've seen we've seen this Raiders team, so I think this is gonna be one of those weeks. I think it's gonna be a, I think this game's gonna be better than expected. It's not gonna be a three zero type game again. We're praying that we don't see none of those again. 
but I'm going to take the Raiders on this one because, like, their morale is probably crazy low too, but can't be as bad as their, as um the Chargers. And then we got the Saturday slate, all NFL Network games, one at 1 o'clock, one at 4.30, and one at 8.15. I'm going to let you pick what time you want to go first. Let's go straight through. Okay, at 1 o'clock, AFC battle, uh, AFC versus NFC battle right here. Bengals, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, taking on, yeah, just... taking on Minnesota Vikings. And I Damn. Believe, take I believe Nick Mullins is going to be the starter after they benched Josh Dobbs, and he came in and led them to the victory last week. But you never know. They, they, it might be whoever has the hotter hand that game. But it's taking on the red hot, Jake Browning. No, that's crazy. We were just talking about both these teams in the last, in the last game. In the last game. <laughs> it's only right um, we start with them. Yeah, so I mean – as if you were listening for the last 10 minutes, we're obviously high on Jake Browning right now. So um, right now, we'll see how we feel in a couple weeks. This is but, a week-to-week um, relationship. Facts. Every time. But we're high on Brody right now. I'm trusting him over – I don't even – we don't know if Justin Jefferson is playing yet, do we? He seems like he's going to play. Uh, from the reports I saw, is he, is signs are looking towards he will play. So we'll see. What goes down with them, but I'm definitely liking this um Jake Browning right now, especially with the way that the skill players in Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, they really played well um these last these last few games. So I'm definitely trusting that this Bengals team continues to try to um make a push for the playoffs, even though they don't have their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings in the last two games combined have put up a total of 13 points. The Bengals alone put up 34 last week, 34 the week before. Uh, I don't think there is going to be a close game at all, really. Like, one of my best bets would be take the Bengals minus three and a half. I think that spread – they're trying to scare you with a three and a half instead of three so you feel comfortable with the field goal. I but I think the Bengals are going to come in here and just – as long as Jake Browning is healthy and plays the full game, they should, they're going to put up 30 points on this Vikings defense. Mm. Nick Mullins, I think he might come in and look pretty good, but you know, just that third string quarterback syndrome where he's he's gonna end up throwing an interception costly into uh, that that gets taken back for a touchdown, and then they're questioning well, maybe should Dobbs come in? And then we'll end up seeing Dobbs in the fourth quarter after like another like a fumble from Nick Mullins. Like it, it, you know the old saying, you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. But and then our next game, the 4 o'clock game, I mean, these are all good games. I mean, everyone playing on Saturday has a winning record. Nice. Colts versus, Colts versus Steelers, both are 7-6 and six in the AFC picture. For Wow, this is huge right now for the, the playoff picture. Colts are at home. They are two-and-a-half-point favorite. They are coming off a, a very good win last week. Uh, over, oh, no, they lost. They got blown out by the, the Bengals, who we were just talking about. Uh, but, I mean, before that, they were on a, a four-game winning streak with Gardner Minshew. And then the Steelers, coming off of back-to-back losses to very bad opposition in the Cardinals and the Patriots, Kev. 
Bro, remember the beginning of the season when the Steelers started off seven five? We were just, I was just racking in them random Steelers wins. It would be so nice. I'm looking at you like, damn, Paul, it's tragic. Like, no kidding. Yeah, but it's crazy how many backup quarterbacks are playing in the league right now. I feel like the last three games we've only talked about backup quarterbacks. And again, we're talking backups. Who started Mitch or the other dude? We have yet to talk about a starter for the games. Thursday night game is backup for the Chargers, backup for the Raiders. Saturday, 1 o'clock, backup Vikings, backup Bengals. And for and then Steelers backup, Colts backup. And that's crazy. I mean, you kind of have to be kind and insane a little bit to not take the Colts on this game. But I will say that Mike Tomlin isn't the best loser that I've met and every week, I always say this defense is defense is defense. I'm learning that this defense can't cover an abysmal offense every week. But you can't ever count the Steelers team up against anybody, truthfully. These are teams that – both teams are teams you don't know. Like every game, I feel like I'm repeating myself. Like these are teams that don't know we're showing up. These teams have yet to show me a true identity on a team that I will come to expect week in, week out. Like – with the Colts, their defense, some some drives, they look unstoppable. Other drives, there's a reason why they're let up like 20 points per game. Like, I'm going to have to go with the Colts too, but it's also – I just think the Kenny Pickett, he wasn't doing too good to begin with for the Steelers. But the backup is just so much worse than Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, whoever they choose to go with. Whereas Gardner Minshew, that boy began shysty out there. Facts. And he be hitting his nice little shimmy. Minshew mania. And in our final game, Kev, this is the primetime game on Saturday night. This is some starting quarterbacks here. We got Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions coming off the ass whooping the Bears gave them. They're a five-point favorite taking on the Denver Broncos, Kev, who are coming off the ass whooping they gave the Chargers. How do you feel about the Jared Goff, Russell Wilson scenario we got brewing Saturday night? Wow. So, like, this is very interesting how this the set of games got picked. So, all the games on the slate so far is either by backup quarterbacks or quarterbacks that play like backups most of the time. But recently, but they, should, they have glimmers of, like, and recently Jared Goff has been showing big backup vibes. Going back but, um, to play. Yeah, they called him. They were calling him Jared Goof on the Pat McAfee show, and I was like, "Damn!" They just do an extra. They just take. They just traded an F and on your name and made you sound like a hoe. But we're not gonna get too deep into that, homie. I'm gonna let you live. Jared Goof, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, that shit is fucked up. But like, I think it's really the defense too. But like, nobody's gonna talk about that. But um, this 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 game needs. No, like introduction. Like, how do you think this is gonna go? See, again, this is the same question I had last week towards you. With what Jared Goff am I getting? And I'm happy I got a new name for the other one. Am I getting Jared? Yeah. Goff or am I getting Jared Goof? Yeah. <laughs> These are two different people, bro. Like, I, I do like how you pointed out the defense. Like, the Bears put up 28 against them. That, that should not be happening. I mean, they beat the the Saints 33 to uh, 28. But they were up 21-0 in the first quarter, and then, uh, like, they shouldn't have been that close. I uh, The Vikings were slicing and dicing them when they lost to them the week prior. But it also starts with Jared Goff the first 10 weeks of the season 
that man didn't turn over the ball. That like that man was doing his job, no fumbles really, no really interceptions. The run game was working and didn't have to rely too much on like the extra plays. Whereas now where the the, the Lions they seem to kind of stalled out offensively where the Laporta Laporta's not tricking people as a rookie tied in no more. People are like zoning in on, okay, we can't let Laporta get going. I'm on St. Brown still getting his, but it's not really accumulating into like great drives. And it's like overall, you can put it all on Jerry Goof. But the Lions all together haven't really been clicking as a team on like sustaining good drives, getting a lot of points and defense holding people to uh holding people to three and outs and stuff. I'm going to go against my better judgment, and maybe it's because I've been burned by the Lions a couple times back-to-back a few weeks already. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the Broncos here just because, once again, I think they – they this is a team, yes, they're 7-6, but I know who they are now. Sean Payne has shown me this is a team that's going to run the ball a lot, play good defense, and you might get beat by a play-action play here or there uh, by Russell Wilson and Corin Sutton. And they will put up 17 to 24 points every week. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be that play to, um, from Russ to Corlin Sutton that you and me that I'm going to come on the show on Sunday night talking about some wow. Wow. It was a Hail wow. Mary, like, one-hand snag last week. It was like, well, got that in the back? Literally. And that's what – and I think those connections are, like, what keeps these games so – keeps them winning because, like – it's always them running down, and you're thinking, like, why are they even in this game? And then you remember, like, oh, Corlin Sutton did make a big play. Like, Corlin Sutton makes a big play that kind of changes the dynamic of the game a lot. But I'm going to trust I'm gonna trust my lines on this one. I, I've trusted them a few weeks in a row. They made me look kind of crazy. But I also have seen this team fight adversity, seen this team come in the first week of the season and beat the Chiefs. When we're when when people are literally asking why are y'all even playing in the first game of the season, like for what reason? Why? So like I think um I got nothing but um love for this Lions team, and I think that this defense can figure it out. So I think this defense can lock in. The offense can like the offense can move off of that defense. I don't think the defense moves off the offense. Like the offense when the defense locks in. The offense usually figures shit out. And even in the games that they're losing, the defense keeps the scores minimal. They can figure it out. So I'm going to trust that my lines on this one and pick them one more time and we'll see what the fuck happens. So this is actually a big week for the AFC playoff seeding right now. Now I'm looking at it. There's a 17 tie or 16 tie with all AFC teams uh, for the wild card and people out of the wild card. And it's uh, all at seven and six, which is the Broncos. Uh, uh, also the Bengals who are playing the Vikings, and then the Steelers and Colts who are playing each other. So, and then the teams outside of the play because the Colts and Steelers are currently sitting in the playoffs, but they play each other. So one is going to get bounced out, and the teams waiting outside of it are the Bills, the Bengals, the Broncos, and the Texans, and they're all tied at seven and six right now. So, yeah, after Saturday night, there's gonna be some teams are going to be sitting pretty in the playoff picture, and other teams are going to be trying to play that catch-up with just a couple weeks left. 
Oh, so this shit can hit the fan in a second. We're going to see some playoff football, I think. We're going to see some teams playing like they're seeing. Because, like I said, the teams are playing each other. They're all seven and six. They all got winning records this Saturday. Because even the Vikings on the NFC side, they're not taking the division over the Lions. They're sitting on the, the wild card picture, too, at seven and six. Like, they can't afford a loss to the Bengals, who can't afford a loss in the AFC right now. Yeah. Should make for an interesting weekend of football. We'll we'll catch up for the Sunday night, uh, the Sunday picks as well. It might be a quicker slate because we're we got four games before we even get to the Sunday games this weekend. Again, we appreciate everyone watching. Let's hear y'all's picks down below in the comment section, and don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm Paul Pick and Win 'em. I'm John Kevin Waterboy Savoy, and y'all didn't know. Now y'all know, motherfuckers.